Good morning, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Morning Encounter. Um, we want to bless God for His marvelous work that He is uh, doing in our life. Um, we thank God for His grace and His glory. We thank God for Jesus, who is our foundation, our solid rock on which we stand. He is faithful. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the master of the universe. In him there is life. In him there is blessing. So this morning I just want to encourage you to take your Bible and um, come closer, invite people wherever you are listening from, whether you are listening from United States, Canada, United Kingdom, and Africa, and those of you in Europe, we want to bless God for you. Um, God have a good message from us today, uh, this morning. And the message is taken from Second uh, Corinthians chapter one, verse three, down to five, and we will read all the scriptures as the Holy Spirit lead us. All right, verse three says, "All praises to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. All praises to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ." Now we have to understand the word Father. The word Father means source, and the word Lord means owner. He is the source, you see, is a source of every mercy. And the God who comforts us, the God who comforts us, okay? So God is a source of mercy, and is the God who comforts us, all right? He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. So he's giving us the reason why God comforts us. He comforts us in our troubles so that we will comfort others who are going through the same thing. We will able to give them the same comfort God has given us. You can be sure that the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Now let us understand what the word Comfort me. What is the meaning of the word comfort? The word comfort, when the scriptures say who comfort us, it means who console us and encourage us in all our trouble. And the word trouble means calamities and afflictions. And they give the reason so that we may also be able to comfort others, so that we will be able to console others, encourage others who are going through those troubles, who are going through those calamities. We are going through those challenges. But one of the things I want you to understand here is this. Why is it that God could not stop us from going through the trouble? Why is it that God could not stop us from going through the challenges? But instead, he said he will comfort us. Now, it is because there is a reason. There is a purpose why, that, why the calamity. There is a reason for the trials. There is a reason for the challenges that you and I are going through. It is not ordinary challenge. It has a purpose for you and I. Like what the scripture says in, in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12. It says, Beloved, think it's not strange concerning the fire trials, which is to try you, as though some strange things happen unto you. But rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when the glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. So in other words, for every calamity, 
for every challenge that you are going through, for every trouble that you are going through, there is a glory. And this glory is only for those who endure to the end. That is what Peter said. The glory is only for those who endure to the end. So in other words, until you endure to the end, you will not see the glory. And Philippians chapter 4 helps us to understand verses. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which pass all understanding, shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. So in other words, whenever you are going through those challenges, whenever you are going through those troubles, you should, you should not worry. You should not worry. You should not worry. But instead, you should pray. You should pray. And what is this prayer? Prayer is an act of worship. Prayer is an act of adoration. Prayer is an act of adoration. And it is that adoration that invites God in your situation. It is that adoration. It is that worship that invites God in your situation. And one of the things I want you to understand here is, is that you cannot worship God in the flesh. Because God is a spirit being. And it takes a spirit to understand the spirit being. So in other words, it takes the spirit to hear from the spirit. So in other words, if you want God to understand your worship, then you have to worship God in spirit and in truth. That is the reason why the scripture helps us to understand. It said that those who worship God must worship him in the spirit and in truth. God cannot hear the flesh. He on, only hear the spirit. He cannot understand the flesh. He only understand the spirit. So whenever you and I going through trials and challenges, sir, and then the first thing that could come to our mind, it should be prayer. That is the reason why the scripture helps us to understand that. Jesus says something very much important. He said, there are certain mountains that cannot be moved except by prayer. Except by prayer. And the, it takes prayer of faith to move the mountain. And the scripture helps us to understand. It says, the fervent and effectual prayer of the righteous ability much. Now, what is the fervent? The word fervent means hot. Hot prayer. And what makes your prayer hot? It takes a prayer according to the will of God. So in other words, prayer is also praying the will of God. Prayer is praying the will of God. Not your will, but the will of God. And what is the will of God? The will of God is the purpose of God. It's the mind of God. It's the heart of God. So in other words, when you pray effective prayer, it's like you are asking God his mind to do his mind. You are telling God his mind. You are telling God his purpose, requesting his purpose, his purpose, his will. You are requesting him to enforce his will, to manifest his will. Like when uh, 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 Jesus said, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So in other words, you are telling God, God, what you said, let it manifest, let it happen. So the will of God is the word of God also. So in order for you to pray the will of God, you have to pray the word of God because God's word is God's will and God's will is God's mind and God's mind is God's purpose. So that is what makes your prayer effective. So what, else, what am I trying to establish here is this, that you cannot force God to do anything against his standard. No, it cannot work. So in order for your prayer to move mountain, in order for your prayer to be effective, then you have to pray the will of God. 
Number two, whenever you find yourself in trouble, whenever you find yourself in difficult situation, in order for the comfort of God to be effective in your life, then you need to believe in the God of comfort. You need to believe in the God of comfort. Believe that he loves you. Believe that he cares for you. As the scripture says, for I know the plans I have towards you. It's a plan of good and not of evil. Plans to take you to an expected end. So God loves you so much. The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So in other words, even in your mess, he loves you. He came and died for you so that he will redeem you for that mess. So if God could not spare his own son, he gave him for your sake. What is it that's more precious than life that God will not give to you? If God allowed Jesus to die for you, and then it means that he also is also capable to provide everything for you. It's also capable to do everything for you. So I'm encouraging you this hour that whatsoever you are going through, God is able to deliver you. God is able to set you free. Let us see what Paul says also in the same second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7 to 8. He says, We are confident that as you share in suffering, you also share God's comfort. As you share in suffering, you share God's comfort. And one of the things I want you to understand is this God will not comfort you in his absence. So in other words, in your trouble, he's there. He's there with you. And I'm saying this again. It doesn't mean because Jesus Christ is in your boat, the storm will not come. The storm will come. But Christ has the ability to stay still to the storm. That is what I want to encourage you. The scripture helps us to understand that God called Peter to walk upon the water. And Peter started to walk upon the water. But the scripture helps us to understand that he took his eyes off Jesus and fixed his eyes on the trouble. And what happened? He began to sink in the trouble. I am encouraging you right now. Do not let nothing distract you from Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Do not let the trouble take you from Christ. But instead, let them bring you closer to Christ. Let us hear the testimony of, of, Peter, of, of Paul in 2 Corinthians 1, verse 8. He said, I think you ought to know. Dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia, we were crushed and completely overwhelmed. And we true, we will never live through it. So in other words, we, the trouble pressed, on, pressed us down to the extent that we thought we would never live through that trouble. We thought the trouble would kill us. We thought the trouble would destroy us. But let's see what happened. In fact, we expected to die. That is Paul talking. But as a result, we learn not to rely on ourselves, but on God who can raise the dead. So in other words, every problem that you are going through, those problems are to teach you not to rely on yourself, but instead to rely on God. To rely on God who really has the power to bring you to life. And verse 10 says, And he did deliver us from mortal danger, and we are confident that he will continue to deliver us again. This is a theme for this teaching. The God who delivered you yesterday has the ability to deliver you today. What he did yesterday, he will do today. The Bible says he's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. He's the God of all comfort. Let us read what the scripture says in Revelation 21. So if God could save you yesterday, what he did yesterday, he still do today. I am encouraging you, do not give up. Learn to de depend on this God. Learn to depend on this God. Believe on Him. The scripture says in Revelation 21, verse 3, it says, I had a loud voice shouting 
from the throne saying, Look, the home of God is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will remove all their sorrows and there will be no more death or sorrow or crime or pain for the whole world and its evils are gone forever. God is able to bring to an end everything that has been bringing you down. God is able to deliver you. Verse 68, and he said, he also said, it is finished. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are tested, I will give the springs of the water of life without charge, free of course. And all who, and all who are victorious will, will inherit all these blessings. I will be their God and they will be my children. I encourage you. Do not allow the problem to separate you from God. Do not allow the problem to separate you from God. God still loves you. He still clear for you. He has not forsaken you. He has not abandoned you. He has not rejected you. There is a crown waiting for you. Paul helped us to understand something. That he let go everything that bring him down. He pressed towards the high calling of the crown. I encourage you to press towards the high calling. God loves you. He cares for you. He has not forsaken you. He has not forsaken you. Do not give up. Do not give up this morning. I am praying for you right now. Every problem that is eating you up, I pray for victory right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for the hand of God upon your life. I pray for comfort. I pray for peace. And I pray for many blessings upon your life. As you listen to this message, may you be comforted. May you be encouraged. May you receive life. May you receive strength. May you receive hope. May the blessings of God be upon your life like never before. In Jesus' name, we pray for his grace. We pray for his blessing. Share this message with somebody. And I pray that your life will never remain the same as you listen to this teaching. God bless you. God bless you. May his grace, may his glory, may his peace be upon you. It's the firm foundation. As we rely on that foundation, we see ourselves becoming victorious. God bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.